If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump. Oh, yeah. Yo, yo, yo. So for 53 minutes, we talk about stuff that has nothing to do with fitness and have a good time. And after that, we get into the fitness questions. So here's what we talked about in the intro. Pure. That's the first thing that we talked about was our new, the new Organifi Pure product. It's a nootropic, but also a gut health supplement. And we're all loving it. It feels pure. It's really good. Uh, we are sponsored by Organifi. If you go to Organifi.com forward slash mind pump and use the code mind pump, you will get a discount at checkout. Then we talked about how Justin's kids like the Organifi red juice. Uh, nobody tell it. nobody tell Justin it gives them more energy. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what's been happening. My kids like the green juice, and then we talk about interesting advertising campaigns online, like that time Skittles <laughs> did the porn <laughs> ad or yeah. whatever. It was it was very vulgar. It's terrible. And, uh, yeah, we went over that. Then we talked about Zwift. Hope I'm saying that right. Zwift. 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 It's the, uh, it looks like, what was that? It was like you're, you're biking at home and your people are, or you're competing with other people online. To try to make it like a video game experience. Yep. That's why we also mentioned Zombies Run and Gamifying Fitness. Cool. Yep. We talked a lot about the industry there. Then we talked about the weakening of children. Kids are getting weak these days. Studies are showing that they're- Pathetic. Their grip strength is what worse. They can't do as many sit-ups. They can't hang from a bar as long. We're turning our kids into jello. Yeah. That led us to- We should start shaming again. That led us to talking about kids' weights and barbells, having equipment at home. And of course, we're talking about home equipment. Why not mention the best home equipment company on the planet, PRX. They're the makers of the Boom. famous uh, fold-out rack that really leaves you with tons of room, but you can fold it out. It's very stable. You can do squats and overhead presses and bench presses and deadlifts and all kinds of things. We are sponsored by PRX. If you go to prxperformance.com forward slash mind pump, and if you use the code mind pump, you'll get 5% off and a free MAPS Prime program with the purchase of over $500. Then we talked about old school fitness gurus and the evolution of fitness equipment. Here's one for you. Tony Little, remember him? Oh, yeah, Mr. Oh, Gazelle. Back in the day. Then we talked about negatives. Uh, these are the. This is a, a technique with exercise that gets you super sore. We also talked about strip sets. This is where Justin loses a bet and has to get naked and work out <laughs> every time. <laughs> and we talked about the dangers of showing off in the gym, even though Adam does it every single time he works out. Then we get into the fitness questions. The first question was, "What is our go-to workout plan if you're away from a gym, on business, or on vacation?" Get more alcohol. The next question was. Uh, this person uh, wants to know about warming up. Why is it that when they go on winter hikes, their hands and arms move slowly until they warm up? What is happening to the body when we warm up? And what's the difference between warming up and priming? Mm. Next question was, what books do we recommend for educating oneself on health, fitness, and lifestyle? So we kind of go through uh, a bunch of books that we recommend that we think are awesome resources. And the final question if each of us could have one physical feature from the other mind pump hosts, what would it be? Everybody wants Justin's calves. Also, I'm guess not how, giving them away. Guess how many days there are left for our promotion, Adam? Guess. 100. No, 
two. There's two days. That's it? There's yeah, just two? Close. You were way off. 48 hours. This is the final 48 hours for the MAPS Starter Program Discount Launch. That's a mouthful. MAPS Starter is our program for beginners or deconditioned individuals to work out at home. All you need are dumbbells and a physio ball. It's phenomenal. It's also a great uh, gift for somebody like a parent or a kid just getting into working out. Uh, to check out the program, go to mapsstarter.com. That's M-A-P-S-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Use the code STARTER20. That's STARTER and the number 20 without a space for $20 off. And enroll now. You'll get a free t-shirt and a free year of access to our Mind Pump private forum. Now, if you want to check out our other MAPS programs, like our bodybuilding programs, our athletic training programs, our correctional exercise programs, and more, just go to mapsfitnessproducts.com. I'm really loving the fucking pure, man. Are you guys still... Oh, can I get some of that right now? Bro, we got tons in the I'm going to get, I'm gonna get need, some right You now. need it You guys right keep now. talking, we'll get yeah. some. We uh, need to get you nice and clear. Dude, and grab, you got to get water too. Yeah. Because now we don't have water anymore now that CrossFit moved out next door. Oh, did they take that out? It doesn't work. Oh, uh, it doesn't work It doesn't now? work. Yeah. So now we have to drink bottled water, which I don't like drinking bottled water because they found all the plastic particles yeah. in bottled water, and I'm not trying to... Uh, you know, eat plastic. Yeah. Is Evian anymore. any different? Because every time I drink it, it tastes different. Avion? Yeah. Uh, you know who was drinking Evian? So was Dasani. You Dasani? I don't like Dasani. Well, Dasani. I love Dasani. Dasani's Coke. made by Coke. Yeah. So you don't like him? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Don't be a hater. No. Nope. See, so you love Coke. Yeah, you I'm give Coke so much money. I do, I, I do love Coke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, you know why I like Avion? One reason only. Why? I'm going to sound like such a dork. Paul Check. Oh, oh, yeah, because yeah. he verified He was drinking it. Avion, and he's like, this is good water. That's, like, that's all I need to know. Right? You know what I mean? That's funny. Yeah, he confirmed, because that was always my yeah. favorite for some reason. That and, like, Fiji, but I actually like Avion better than mm. Fiji. So, uh, I got the box of Pure. Are you mixing it up? I am. I, I dig it, dude. Bro. I like it. it le- I'm not. I mean, you legit feel it. That's why I went back and forth with them and was like, is there caffeine in this? Because I feel yeah. stimulated a little bit. But it's got to be the the lion's mane. It's got to be the main thing. So you think that's the main contributor uh, that, that that lifts your mood? And coffee fruit extract has got some properties that are kind of interesting. But then it's got. I'm gonna read right now because I haven't done this yet. I'm gonna read the gut support that's included in here. So there's mm. there's organic baobab. I love that name. Baobab. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be good for your for your gut. Apple cider vinegar. Uh, now, here's the thing with apple cider vinegar. It's got some interesting properties. It does seem to be beneficial for some people's, for a lot of people's gut health. Mm. It is not a magical compound that you could do on everything with. That's my issue with it. Yeah. That it becomes, it quickly becomes everybody's anecdotal go to. Yeah. Apple cider vinegar is like coconut oil. Like apparently. You know, you break your bone and you can pour it on it and it heals. <laughs> you know what I mean? Rub some testing on it. Right? Yeah, you can do anything with yeah. it. I love their uh, ways to love this product so it loves you back. What? What does it say? <laughs> yeah, it says that. Ways to love this product so it loves you back. Directions. Add one serving of to 8 to 12 ounces of water combined with your favorite beverage of choice. Enjoy in the morning, around workouts, between meals, and anytime you desire a boost in focus and hydration. Hmm. Love you back. That's pretty smart yeah, marketing. Lo- love there. yourself back. No, they did. They've done an incredible job. Dude, it's they, been fun to watch this company. I'm. They impress grow. me. Oh yeah, they're, they're bad. They really impress me. But anyway, I am. I'm sold. I've been having one of these every single morning. Mm-hmm. Every morning, especially if I'm fasted, 
uh, then I feel well. The continued use of it has made a difference. Mm-hmm. Like because I I did like it initially the first few times, but it didn't really feel that substantial but now it's you know multiple uses has definitely made a difference Mm -hmm. my favorite part about what organifi is doing is they're making these little individual packets they started it with just their green juice but now they have the the pure is done that way so was the the gold gold. oh they have gold now yeah it just this is how so katrina keeps them in her purse so nice right your girl carries a purse around so she carries all of them in her purse and so and you just got to throw them in like a water bottle like this and shake them up which first is taking the scooper and then having to have a shaker to do all of it, it's a mess. Like, yeah. you know, it's funny. How, how lazy have we become? I know. I know. That's, that's <laughs> the it problem. Is, it is kind of a bitch thing to say. But you know, what? what's that Truth. one? Um, it's like a fruit juice kind of uh, company. It's like a total artificial juice. Where High C? It's something like that, right? <laughs> Sunkiss? Yeah, but yeah, it's something like that where you pour it into water and it turns into like fruit juice. Anyways, why I bring that up is because I've actually converted my son to then at least go to the red juice and he loves it. He do that. He does that instead of, uh, asking for, uh, not high C, but it's one of those, you know what I mean? Where it's like crystal light, crystal light. Thank you. He used to, cause like his friends kind of turned him on to that and was like always wanting to pour that into water. And I'm like, no. Oh. So now at least I was like, well, why don't you try this? And and he really enjoyed now, it. Now, how does he act after the red juice? Cause it's got rhodiola in it, which is. I'm going to give it to him in the middle of the day so he can. See uh, what happens. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he does fine. He lo- like yeah. He's it gives him <laughs> a boost of energy. Uh, my kids like the um, the green, mm-hmm. which is funny because it's it's green. Yeah. You know how hard it is to get kids to drink something green. Yeah. Anything unless it's green. unless it's fluorescent green. Yeah. You know if it's like a vegetable green, it's like Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. you know what I did. This is what I did the first time I gave it to my my daughter, is I mixed it up. And what we do at night is we have this like sleep routine that we do at night. And we turned the lights way down and try and get everything real quiet. So it was dark. So I thought, oh, she's not going to, you know what I mean? She's not yeah. going to see that it's green. <laughs> and so she Sneaky. had it. She had it and then she liked it. And then I'm like, surprise, surprise. You drink some vegetables. Yeah. Ah. You drink something yeah. with vegetables. <laughs> my life, gotcha. My life is a bunch of lies. Yeah. Oh my God. Last night. When did this episode air, Doug? Or is this going to episode? Tomorrow. To, okay, tomorrow. I'm not going to go into too much detail because I don't want to give away the, but yesterday, um, you know, Christina Rice was in the studio hanging out, and she came over and had dinner with us, mm. and she wanted to do a podcast with Jessica, which gave me a perfect opportunity to take the kids out of the house mm. because they still hadn't picked out a gift for Jessica. Right. So I take them to the mall, and you know how su- it was so sweet to watch my kids debate and discuss what they think Jessica- She'd like more. Yeah, and yeah. you know what? They're I'm really impressed with them knowing her and knowing what would be good and they want i mean we ended up walking around the whole mall yeah because they had all these different ideas and stuff it's so cute to see kids do you think do they that. do you think they nailed it or what i i think they did but you know even if they didn't you know the, the thing about gifts from kids especially when you can tell that the kid thought about like oh yeah thought that's, it out that's everything yeah yeah because you know like oh you thought about this you know this wasn't just a a gift card or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun doing that kind of stuff. Are you not going to share with us or what? No, because this is going to air before she'll she, listen to it. Before right? she gets there, uh, she, yeah. she actually listens to the show. Unlike uh, Courtney, so, yeah. <laughs> so you can tell us. I everything. could say whatever I'm getting for her. So, so yeah, you know what's funny is, it, of course, when we first started, I uh, I totally get that right. 
But now that Mind Pump has grown to the size, it's crazy to me that she doesn't. Because I would think by now, Courtney's probably had multiple people either that she works with or people she knows that actually... Oh, it's happened already. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. So that in itself would pique my curiosity. Like if if like Katrina and like two of her girlfriends started like some podcast and it's like totally something I'm not into, like, who, like they fucking refer makeup or talk about it or some bullshit like I would never want to hear. <laughs> yeah. And I never listened to it. But then it got so big that I'm like running into people that go... So, yeah, there's been a little bit of a shift, and it's not that she's listening, but it's she asks me questions about it constantly, Mm. every day, Mm. and it's all mind pump related. Before, it was just like, well, yeah, you, but now it's my turn to tell you about my day and, like, my work, and, you know, it was always competitive, and I'm just like, oh, okay. Also consider, uh, like, the hectic life that she probably, she's a full-time nurse. Yeah. Two kids. You guys are caught, you guys are like two ships passing in the in the it, night. Exactly. You don't even have time to listen to our podcast no. half the time. And and, and yeah. that's the thing. It's it's a it's a valid point. And it's like not like she's going to turn our podcast on in the car while she's driving the kids to school. You know, like yeah. she's not going to do that. Thanks to Adam. It's yeah. so inappropriate. Half the Whatever. Time. Yeah. Mr. <laughs> lost the swearing game the other day. I did. <laughs> I won, Dad. I, I oh did. man. <laughs> How funny is it when Taylor has the conversations with us? About like, you know, maybe you guys should, he doesn't really say it like this, so I'm paraphrasing. You know, maybe you guys should kind of, you know, Tone be careful. It down. Yeah, be careful with what you say because you know, we're working with sponsors, this and that. And it's like I try to communicate him. The last thing you want to do yeah. if you want us to go in a direction is to tell us that's the direction we have to go because yeah. we'll run in the op I find myself naturally like it's, yeah. It's ingrained in our DNA or something. Yeah. yeah I don't know. It, reverse psychology probably works best with us. <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah. You know, like if you took us to size, guys, your show is a little too PC. We need to get a little more edgy. Yeah. We'd be like, excuse me? Yeah, you're not, I'm you're not, gonna you're say, not ramping up enough. I'm not going to say a bad word for the next five episodes. Just <laughs> yeah. Like I know. Screw you, man. That was never a, a driver. You know, it was like uh, pleasing some, you know, some big company. No. And you know what the irony of that is? Is, the, is that is becoming marketable. Yeah, that quality now is becoming marketable. At least the the perception of it, right? That oh, those guys don't care. Or this company doesn't care. They just do. So now companies are trying to come across that way, which I think is is kind of cool. And the internet allows a little bit more of that. I remember, maybe it was three years ago. Did you guys ever see those Skittles commercials that they made just for the internet? Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen those, Adam? No, no. Oh, they were like seriously raunchy, well, bro. It's there's a there's a guy and a girl. It's their wedding night. Yeah. And he, I don't he, know what he's, he's having say. sex with her. He's li- they're having he's sex. Literally having sex. It's with a her. Skittles commercial. Remember, Skittles is a yeah. major national brand. What? I didn't he remember. stops. I didn't and, see this. And he's, he goes, and he he basically jizzes all over her. But it's, Skittles. But it's Skittles coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, all over. I, I can't even. There's no way I can say that without. You never saw that. No. How on the kettle black. You know, it's like he was jizzing Skittles out of himself. Yeah, and and all over her face. Yeah. Are you Skittles. kidding me right now? I swear. No. To it was God. amazing. How have we never talked about this? Before. This is two year. It's a two year old commercial. At least so showed me that. Doug, you day. have to Google sexual Skittles commercial. Yeah, it, it was. The, it's the most inappropriate commercial, but it was a, a national brand that made yeah. a commercial specifically. I couldn't believe it for the like, internet. Wow, and that's the beauty mm-hmm. of the internet is yeah. that you, you could do that. Do you remember who? I, I don't remember anybody doing it before. Axe. Axe did the dirty balls uh, on YouTube, oh, which yeah. was one of oh, the most. Watch that was this. A great commercial. Watch too. this. Watch this. Ready. You gotta you gotta start it from the beginning though. It's it's one of my favorite commercials of all time. What watch is this. That is it cold, no. What? Watch, watch, watch. She's basically got her bent over. Shh. It's about to come, it's about to come, it's about to come. 
Holy shit! Yeah, Skittles did this. Yeah, yes. Share the rainbow. Shit. Taste the rainbow. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That was the most. How have I never seen commercial I've ever seen? It's there's probably fifty different people who've posted it on YouTube. Each one of them a hundred thousand views. The original ones millions and millions of views. Yeah. And this is and here's the thing. This is different about Axe. Axe built their business through that. Yeah. Skittles is already a national brand. Right, right. Definitely way riskier to do it if you're a the Skittles. The internet's where they, sort of an underground where they're testing things out. They can get a little more edgy. I remember that, though. Don't you remember that when there was this total, all this, like, momentum to get on uh, the Super Bowl and, like, get your ad in the Super Bowl, but then if you didn't make it, they would go a little bit harder. The The other version would make it on the internet. And so yep. th- those actually became more popular. And then now everybody's wanting to see what they put on the internet versus what they put in the Super Bowl. Think about it this way. Let's say you're a national brand, right? Let's say you're, think of a, like a big national brand. I don't know, Goodyear Tires. And Goodyear Tires, we see a news article, uh, an article that says, a headline, Goodyear ad, uh, Super Bowl ad banned. Super Bowl declined, said they won't do, that's free advertising. Everybody's going to look up of course. the ad that was banned. It's like the whole two girls, yeah. one cup thing. That's I, right. I, didn't, I did not want to see that. Well, but that's too far. Though. Did you know he I, died I a just, poor man, Good Mr. Away. Goodyear? He died a poor man? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until the generations later that they, they become- Have this. you heard a story about how he developed the, the rubber to make those tires? Yeah. That, he spent his entire everything. Yeah, and spent, that's what I mean. He spent his whole life developing it mm-hmm. and getting to that point, and then it was like literally after he died did the thing turn into a, a you know a bajillion dollar company. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'd be I, wanna, mad. I don't want to do I that. See it happen. Yeah. Well, hey, speaking of companies, did you guys see the thing that Jackie sent over? Jackie's on fire lately. By the way, I love it, Jackie. When you send me stuff like this, fire! She sent oh, over. Cycling yes, one? the Z- the Zwift Z W I F T. Say that yeah. again. Zwift. Zwift. Yeah. Zwift. Yeah. You got to change their name. Zwift. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. It probably just sounds weird over here. Yeah. You know. Zwift. Yeah. But they just uh, they just raised 120 million. But I remember the first time. What it is? It's one of these uh, cycling apps. But I can do it in in my living room, watching TV, and hooked up to I think any sort of a basic computer, and we can race each other. Mm-hmm. And you could do that with anybody all over the world. It looks really cool. Now I remember the first time I went to a gym that had these bikes. And they obviously you weren't connected to the internet where you were racing anybody all over the world, but they had like four or five bikes and different landscapes. They would yeah, and then we the all all four of us could get on bikes next to each other and like a video game, you know, and pick what map you wanted to do. Yeah, here it is, Doug. And this is all at home. Yes, and you're connected to other. I'm people? not even a bank. Yes, you're racing real people. Now, do you have to buy the bike? Do they I, have a specific bike that you buy, or is I, it just a? I don't. I, I would imagine you would have to have some sort of a bike that's sending a, sending. Well, this a, is brilliant. A connection to the, to the app. Oh yeah, you got to buy the bike. I think. Yeah, I'm sure you. Oh, do. Well, you that's brilliant. Well, yeah. This yeah. is the first, in my opinion. There'll be another version where you can have a sensor. Another company will get even smarter uh, than that. Oh, it's 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 you put your bike on it. It's just a little part exactly. that you attach your. Exactly. Now, now this is brilliant because you don't have to buy a bike. That's oh, even smarter. Yeah, no, see, well, they figured that out. This is the first time that I I've seen a, a viable way for people to, to for them to capitalize with technology. 
in a way that I think this will work. I actually think something like this will work. Well, yeah, it just taps into people's competitive think it'll work. It nature. is working. It's yeah. killing it. it just, I mean, it just raised another $120 million. It's Where's it based out well, of? I've always seen I, this in the video it's not, game. It wasn't originally here. Fitness combo. That, that's always Swift. been ready to happen. It's just people have created a lot of lame versions of it. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see... And that's the thing. You need that interaction uh, for it to make sense. Like, so it's all dependent on what kind of like platform you really create with it. Right. It's a European-based company. It's making its way over here. That's what. Yeah. That's this, so, this like you seen get- that in Zombies Run. Like that's that was one of the most popular apps of all time. What was that? Fitness-wise, so it basically Zombies Run. It's a, a video game where there's narrative and there's all this storyline along with it. And so you put your headphones in when you go out and do your jog or whatever. And based off of whatever mission it's telling you to go, like um, it, you, you increase your intensity, you run faster, you run slower, you get all these points. It like it all makes sense in terms of. Uh, being able to save people from places where they're captured by zombies or about to get attacked, or yeah, they gamified running, they gamified basically. the entire process, and, and did it in a way where it was like I could actually play this on PlayStation or something, and it would feel the same. Mm. It's just all narration in my mm. head. You know what I hate about the, the one thing that irritates me about the, the industry a little bit is that, and this isn't just because of the industry; it's just people. We, as long as I've been in the industry, you get these trends that up and down, like zombies run great, and I bet you stop, people will stop using it because they're bored, and then mm-hmm. the next thing, and then uh, it's, it's like we always have to trick people into exercise. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, you mm. know, I'm I'm torn, right? Like I, I mean, it's a good thing. No, right. That's out. that's why I'm yeah. torn. I'm torn on like, I mean, of all the bullshit and crap that we sell and, and buy and we put out into uh, society, I feel like these have at least. A positive thing, right? Like it, getting getting people to get out there. But again, to your point, Sal, you know they all are intensity type based things, right. and they're all short lived. It's mm-hmm. not a long term. I still, answer. yeah, I really feel like there's an awesome version of this that will make sense that uh, will incorporate a, a sound mindset towards fitness and health, but. It's not, it's going to, there's going to be ones like this that are tools to kind of lead you in that direction, but there needs to be somebody that sort of incorporates uh, intermittently, like, okay, challenges, for instance, or things like that. Like those work, like mm. people get behind uh, like competitions every now and then. It's just being dependent on that is not yeah. a good. I want to see something that is able to incorporate resistance training. It's just the problem with resistance training is it's so not basic you know what i mean like yeah running is run well i mean that the app cycling that, is the cycle. app that justin and i were building was designed that way it was designed mm-hmm. that it was it starts you off very basic and as you move up the levels the yeah. the the workouts become more difficult and more challenging what a monster yeah, uh, definitely a, a monster yeah, tribe. Yeah. I, I have no desire to do yeah. that shit anymore. Dude. Especially when you see what happened. What sucks if you're somebody who has this dream and not to shit on anybody's dream right now that is wanting to get in the app world, but you know you put all this money, time, and investment into creating this brilliant idea that you have, and of course you want it to take off. And if it does, you're not even out of the woods yet because if it's taking off and exploding, your your biggest concern and worry. Is that a big a big company? You know, like uh, Capcom or you know what's the what's the one that owns Zynga and all the other big ones? Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the name of the the, the the but there's like a handful of like behemoth freaking app companies that own like hundreds of apps, and that's what they do. They just shop and look for 
apps that are on the rise right. that are awesome, and they either you one get like a blizzard or they something either, they got. Right, they either one acquire the app and buy you out, which is what your probably your dream is if you're creating the app is that someone actually pays you, or they fuck you and they they reverse engineer it. They mm. and again, there's no trademarking on that stuff. You can anybody can come in and basically take your concept, throw a couple different skins on it. You know, change the name of it, and literally, and then they have the marketing power because they're a billion-dollar company, and they already have the network of people that already have, you know, that hundreds of their other their apps already that they can easily push it out and get yeah. it caught up to where it's just- that's why I always laugh when you see these app companies that like, you know, Facebook offers so-and-so $1 billion and they decline. I'm like, you idiot. Yeah. That was your moment <laughs> there. You should have sold because they're totally going to fuck you now. They're going to come up with their own version of it and, right. and screw you over. You yeah. Know? The app, the app world is a tough one. The app, the app, the two things that I hear the most, especially on my Instagram, when I do like my Q and A's and people ask me questions like business related, I get lots of questions around the app and I get lots of questions around a t-shirt company. Mm. And and I feel bad every time I tell somebody I'd squash their dreams is that yeah. terrible ideas, man. Just terrible ideas. I'm sorry. And I think a lot of that's perpetuated by the the Instagram world right now because it seems like every fitness person, that's their dream, is to either build up a following large enough to where they can either pivot into selling t-shirts or pivot yeah. into an app, the fitness app. Where they, and like it's like, dude, there's a million of those that everyone's doing, and there's not a lot. There's of, a reason why you see so many of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It reminds me of like there's no money in tool apps. You know what it reminds me of? No. It's like how many people do you know? Especially eh, maybe maybe now too, but especially pre 2008, how many people do you know that went and got their real estate license? You know what I mean? I'm a real. I got an, I'm, I'm, I got a real estate license. I could sell real estate. I could say everybody. Yeah. How many of them are actually successful? Small percentage. You have this flood of people getting licenses to do something because they saw other people being successful and thought it was easy. Well, it, it's funny. I remember even with .com when that first came out where just the, you know, buying the address and the domain was a thing. And like they kept promoting it even on the radio that like, oh, so-and-so, uh, you know, bought whatever .com, like Disney.com. And then they had like Disney had to buy it off of them because they were the first to get it. That and ship like, has sailed. It's like I just couldn't believe that 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 was such a frenzy that people and then it became this, you know, a big loss. Nobody was making any money that wasn't already an established company. Mm -hmm. right. yeah, yeah, it was silly. Yeah, it's stupid. It you know, I hope at some point we figure out a way to really get you know people mainstream to to you know exercise on a regular basis and it becomes a cultural phenomenon. I always wonder if it's if that's possible. We had this, this you we had yeah, this kind of little debate back and forth that. You know, I I, I want to be uh, I, I think optimistic I, with you, but I'm more of a realist. I think I I think I know. I'm not no. I I have an idea of what I think could cause it. Do I think that you know what I think is going to cause it will happen? It has to be a real cultural shift. It really does. If you look at societies that are active, it's part of their culture. You know what I mean? It's part of their culture. To it's the way their cities are designed. It's the way that they're. Their lives are structured. Like there's some cities in the world that you can't help but be active because it's not designed for you to not be active. Mm -hmm. Like you can't drive in certain cities. You have to walk everywhere. Or in certain cultures, it's it's a part of what you do when you wake up in the morning. You do, you know, Tai Chi or you your, your job has you, your work has you exercise. You know, in Japan, a lot of companies, and I don't know if they still do this, but there were a lot of these kind of old school companies that everybody got there at the same time. And then they had the whole company up and do calisthenics and exercises yeah, yeah. together. 
Well, that's you know? where I see stuff like this. Like, I, I would really love to see that be like the first step in that direction. So you could take the competitive angle because everybody always does that with companies like, well, you know, this year we're going to shoot for this goal and everybody's going to rally and we're going to acknowledge who, you know, the leaders were and whatever. But now you take that and you implement it in through like better practices, whether it's mobility or it's like, you know, things that they can do uh, intermittently throughout the day, better like food decisions, like things like that, where we're rewarding people for making better decisions initially. And then hopefully, you know, we get some uh, adoption of that process along the way. Yeah, I was, uh, who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody who works with uh, children and who's been working with kids for like 30 years. And she was telling me that kids are just are so much weaker, physically weaker today than they've ever been mm -hmm. just because they, because the culture has shifted. This well, is what I mean by that. You, like, you, you shared a stat a year, uh, maybe a year or more ago that I remember in regards to that it, when they measured the grip strength mm -hmm. and they measured it of, of something like, I can't, I can't remember. I know I'm going to crucify it right here. It was the the grip strength of a teenage boy right now is like weaker than a Here, fifty-year-old man. Just like you know, ten years. I got ago some or, stats. Or Twenty years ago, I got some, some stats yeah. for you. What and was these, it? And these and these stats are from two thousand eight, so it's worse today, much worse. So a study that was done uh, at Essex University found that, and they took three hundred and fifteen ten-year-olds, and they compared them to 309 kids who were tested in 1998. So it's a difference of 10 years, right? 98 to 2008. Here's what they found. The number of sit-ups 10-year-olds can do declined by 27% between 1998 and 2008. Wow. Arm strength fell by 26% wow. and grip strength fell by 7%. Man. While 1 in 20 children in 1998 could not hold their own weight when hanging from wall bars, 1 in 10, so double, could not do the same thing. So, the, and that was 2008. It's gotten, and it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's much, accelerated. it's much worse. 10 years. Yeah. Come it's on. funny. It's dude. And it's, it's obviously it's not, and you know, what pisses me off about this is what's going to end up happening is people are going to end up blaming this on, uh, genetics like they did with obesity. Like all of a sudden it became, Oh, you know, you know, obesity, it's genetics and your parents are overweight. Therefore you're overweight, this, that, and the other. And it's like, and scientists were like, actually, 30 years ago, there weren't that many overweight people. Now today, everybody's overweight. It's the same thing with being weak. Hmm. It's not genetics. It's just inactivity. Because I know this. I know when I train my kids outside, when I take them in the, in the garage and take them outside and do exercise with them, uh, I see their strength improve considerably. Like I'm having my son push the sled mm -hmm. here and there. And already I'm having to add, I mean, he's 13 years old. 13-year-old kid, especially a boy, if you train them with, with resistance, they get strong very quickly, yeah. especially in comparison to doing nothing. Right. Oh. And so that's what these experts are finding. And this is what I mean by it has to be a change in the culture because kids aren't weaker today because they're not working out like they used to. Kids didn't work out before. They just it was a part of the culture of, of being a child yeah. was that you you played and that you yep. you were active. And so in order for us to get the average person to exercise, it's gonna have to be a part of the culture. It's got to have to be a part of just their life and I, I don't know. That's a very difficult. You know how hard it is to change a culture. That's a very difficult. Well, it has thing to, to do. start with the kids, like Justin alluded to the other day that we had this conversation. Yeah. Is it's got to be something that we begin to implement into our 
children and it, they develop that way because trying to to move it now or change it now. I mean, even us. I mean, I called us out on it. I mean, mm. We're a fitness company and mm. it's not like we get the staff all together an hour before work starts and we all do cows. I mean, how great would it be if we all did? What a, what a perfect world if we all did Prime, you know, for Prime Pro for the first half hour or hour yeah, of work for every all morning. everybody. Yeah, I mean, fuck, it would be a game changer. But even ourselves, we don't do that. Now, yeah. we, I think, Everybody in our our team yeah, work. we disperse and, and it's a priority individually, but yeah, right. we don't bring that in as a culture. Yeah, and what's crazy too is the the study that I'm talking about. The scientists thought that the kids would be stronger because they were taller and heavier. <laughs> so, and kids are getting taller, uh, you know, gradually over time, based off a of calorie increase, uh, and nutrients, uh, and also, you know, uh, we 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 trend in that direction because people. Taller people are considered more attractive, I think, is part of it. And the other part of it is, you know, kids were able to do more C-sections. So, you know, if a big mm. baby is survives and all that stuff, there's a lot of theories as to why that's happening. But they thought, oh, they're taller and heavier. They should be stronger. And they're actually not. They're a lot, you know, they're a lot weaker. So it's, I don't know, it's crazy. We'll see what happens. I think we, we've we gone through the evolution in, in, in the generation of obesity that's exploded. We kind of were, we're in the middle of that, right? The next generation is probably going to be the evolution of weak, of weakness, like lack of mobility, lack of like poor posture, pain and dysfunction as a result of, you know, those types of things. Part of my training with my son is training uh, his shoulder mobility because we were doing some basic pushups and stuff and his left shoulder was bothering him. And it's not, it's not, he didn't hurt it from being active. It's hurt because he doesn't have decent mobility because of the, uh, the amount of time he spends on his computer. And so now I'm doing correctional exercises as a part of it. And it's like, wow, this is, this is kind of getting out of hand with the, you know, with the kids around us. I was reading another article where they were saying you should limit your children's electronic time to like, uh, I forgot what they said, eight to 10 hours a week. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot of, of, of it's, electronic time. It's really not, uh, in my opinion, because a lot of that is, has shifted from straight television watching. When we were kids, we used to watch cartoons after school or you would watch your favorite Friday shows. And so, you know, easily as a kid, I was watching two to two hours, two hours a day easily of te- of television. So that would be 14 hours. Mm-hmm. I think that... You know, I think they were referring to not TV. I think they were referring to the to the other electronics. But I think you see, I see what you're pointing No, that's why I, I think that the kids are not yeah. really watching. Do you, I mean, I don't know. You guys have kids. I don't have kids. But do, do they tend to sit in front of the TV very much? They probably in front of their phones, yeah, they right? Do, or their they tablets. do that when I tell them to get off the computer. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. That's, <laughs> right. That's like a backup plan. Right. So that's my point. So I think yeah. the, the time that we were in our generation was spinning in front of the, you know, quote unquote, boob tube, right? That was going to melt our brain. Yeah. You know, we were we were sitting in front of that. That Kids have evolved beyond that. TV's boring to them. So now they're on YouTube and on, yeah. on their phone or tablet. Well, I, it's interesting. We're bringing up training and, and training with kids and all that. Like uh, I brought this up quite a while back, I think that. Um, I was I was interested in finding the kids these like little sort of uh, kid version of a, like a barbell, mm. and so there's PRX actually now has these junior barbells. Oh, really? Yeah, Wait, really. They do, and so I actually I just ordered them for for Christmas for the kids. So what are they? They're just smaller, lighter barbells. Yeah, just smaller, lighter barbells, shorter. Doug, pull know? them up on the TV. I so, want to see these. Yeah, so it. 
um, I just thought it was a great way that I could at least start to teach the skill of barbell movements, even if like I have an eight and a five year old, but, um, I mean, they don't weigh, I think it's, I'm trying to remember what weight it's like 15 pounds or something like that. Um, but it's, I thought it'd be cool. Cause then they also have these, um, sort of foam weights that you can get as well. And foam weights. Yeah. That's brilliant. Cause yeah. you're right. Teaching kids those mechanics. How do you do it without a barbell? I use a broomstick. Yeah. But a broomstick might even be too light, you know, to use. Doug's so, trying to find it right now. Yeah. Do you know what it's called? Uh, junior. Oh, it's called junior. Yeah. Look up a junior. Yeah. Let's look that up. How what, are, are, what, did, is this new? Did they just start doing this? Yeah. This is one of their new products that they God, just I love PRX. In. Man, yeah. I can already tell how much their websites evolved since we started with them too. Are you still, yeah. how often are you still using your rack? Is that all you, where you do all your workouts, Justin? Yeah, it is. It is where I do all my workouts now. It's crazy. I, and I told Adam the other day, like I, I invested in more weights, which, uh, you know, I was cool with the amount of weights I had. It kind of got the job done, but uh, I found myself just doing reps and then kind of getting into the the maintenance end of training. And I'm like, okay, I need to like press it a little bit more. And so I just got some more 45s. And I, I cannot stress. There it is right there. How much? Yeah, click that off, it. Doug, so I can read that. It says the 10 kilogram polished steel, 25 millimeter. Yeah, it feels like 22, 22 pounds. pounds. Yeah, there that, you go. Well, perfect. Yeah. That's so I'm going to buy one. I'm gonna get one. And you said they board. actually have like really light weights too. And then are they bigger? Are they like the wheel, like the big size? So that it's like they're pulling the reel. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah I'm so gonna get that, that for my so smart for my boy. But yeah, I love it. Idea. They're they're constantly bringing on new things too. Like I just got a uh, for myself. I got a landmine attachment, and they also have like a cable pulley attachment for the squat rack, so I could actually do some like lat pull downs, try some. Extension, oh yeah, that's worth it. Right. Totally worth like, it. and I didn't know that was a feature. So it's like they're getting smart with like these these options to to add on to it so it's it's pretty cool like i, I really like that i i put my investment there and now i can keep updating and refreshing my experience with it I, wow their 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 library of stuff is really comprehensive uh, well yeah that and it's it's evolved it's much bigger you know what yeah. they have now too so for i didn't know this or else i would have directed people here when Danny did the videos, he did some videos with uh, the, the, what do you call those, Justin, the knee band or the thigh bands or whatever. The oh, yeah, hip circles. The hip circles, right? Those bands that he has around his knees. Mm -hmm. uh, we were getting uh, tons of emails. Uh, Cassie was like freaking, there they are right there. So the the mobility bands and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they actually sell these now too. So those that have been that watch too, 10 bucks. watch watch the YouTube and want to know a great, great place. Well, uh, PRX company we're affiliated with, we didn't even know that. Uh, they must be new. I don't remember seeing this when we first yeah, started with them. No, I think they're just they're asking their customers like what they can provide, and so I think they're just getting feedback and and adding new products to feature on there. So, dude, I cannot I cannot stress enough. And I know we had this debate and discussion in the past, but I can't stress enough, man. Having a, a, some equipment at home, it's a game changer. It's an absolute game changer when it comes to consistency. Uh, you know, be able to schedule my workouts when I want. Mm -hmm. You take out the time having to drive to the gym, having to deal with all that bullshit, especially coming up in New Year. Look at January's around the corner. Mm -hmm. You know what the gym is like in January. You want to rip your eyebrows out off your face. Yeah. You work out at home, we don't got to deal with that. So for me, it's a fucking, it's an well, absolute game changer. And it's an outlet I've found useful for when everybody's sort of in a certain type of mood. <laughs> you know, like I'd, I usually get a pretty good gauge of 
okay, everybody's a little bit testy right now. Like, it's so all just pull the kids with me down to just play on climb or are, uh, are do you, something. And are are you evolving that room at all, or is it kind of like it's done? Or are you still, like, doing things to it? Yeah, no, I'm adding little things here and there uh, constantly, and I'm trying to, like – I'm trying to make it more inviting, especially for the kids. Like, a, so I have those little five pound dumbbell or uh, kettlebells as well. And, uh, yeah, I'm adding, I'm adding things as I go because I just, I like the fact that they follow me down there whenever they see me go to work out. So I want, you know, stuff for them to do. Uh, I also have this, it's funny. It's a, uh, body by Jake, uh, which you think that oh guy's gone. He's, he's like, that's like old news, right? Yeah. He came out with something a while back. It's called like the Tower 200, I think. But it's like this rack that goes over a door. And so you have like cable kind of feel to it. These nylon sort of stretchy cables. So anyway, that's perfect. For they're kids. doing stuff with that, which is pretty rad too. Oh, so yeah. yeah. Bands are really good with kids. Uh, band work is good with kids because it teaches them control too. Because yep. when you're pulling the band, you know, you want to let go. Like you ever, you ever train a kid with bands and they pull them back and they just want to let them go. Yeah. 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 So you got to make them slow down and squeeze. And so I've been doing a lot of band work uh, with the kids. I think that's a good, I did not know that body by Jake was still making moves, dude. (laughs) Yeah. It just goes to show you years ago, but it's still relevant. What a, what a unique, this is something unique about the, the, the time that we live in now that if, because we can connect to people and if you do a good job of building a, a loyal network of people, it really allows you to do multiple business pivots. It's really, uh, it's insane. It's, it's advice that I give to a lot of people that reach out to me. I think sometimes people get so concerned about having this brilliant business idea or, you know, making it things so perfect. It's like, honestly, if you can just find a way to provide value to people to where they want to hear from you or they want something from you, uh, if you can, if you can just do that, you know, and do that well and, and consistently and build yourself a network of people that are that have some sort of common theme, which, you know, Body by Jake, obviously there are people trying to get in shape, whatever. So many avenues and different businesses that you can, you know, move into or pivot at any time. You well, know? Jake did very, whatever his last name is, did very, very well. Then there was Tony Little. Remember Tony Little? Yeah. yeah. Of course, the long the hair. The gazelle. Yeah. You know what his first workout program was? It was I a have no idea. Hump, like a the work- humping, the humping one. No, no, it was a workout video. <laughs> remember that one? You remember those? I, I do. Uh-huh. At ten o'clock at night, you would see the the videos. There'd be like twelve my hot gra- chicks and like yeah. the the onesies. My yeah. grandfather doing, had one doing the thrusting thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got caught on that channel a few times. <laughs> I had, I had my my grandfather had one of those things. Those leotards. Oh, Tony, yeah. Tony Little's first workout program was all just teaching how to work out, and I remember he would talk all about it's about the technique, it's all about the form, it's all about that dude is still selling fitness shit he still has a massive brand then there was body by jake well he pivoted i thought to uh some kind of like a he would be a fun bison interview. it was like a bison company like where he was selling bison meat really well look, yeah. he's got a nutrition store right there doug's got it pulled up right He'd now be an interesting like interview he made he? no that's what i just said he Wouldn't made he? a ton of money uh he was like one of the first to really kind of jump from cows to you know a different source that was like a oh there it is right there yeah i want to body have, by bison oh, see yeah bison that's right. I want to have him on the show. How old is he? He looks young as fuck right there. Yeah, he's probably old now. Well, he comes. Be. Well, you know, be funny. He comes in. He looks nothing yeah. like that. He's like sixty-five. That's his old picture. You wonder yeah, if his ponytail yeah. now is like you know like a hair extension. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's still trying to keep it. You it's know? attached to the hat. Yeah, exactly. It's the yeah. hat. <laughs> he takes it off. You're like, hey man, you fooled me. <laughs> then there was a uh, uh, Solo Flex. You guys remember the Solo Flex? Yeah, oh, those, I remember Solo those Flex. commercials. Solo Flex was that. 
That's right. sold so many units, and it was all resistance. Uh, was that Bowflex? Yes, is that Bowflex. The same? No. Uh, yeah. No. No, what do no, you no. mean? Soloflex was different than Bowflex. Well, who uh, I think Bowflex came first. Nope, Soloflex came first. Really? Yeah. 100%. Soloflex, 40 years. My favorite was See, 40 years. Uh, Chuck Norris's uh, Total Gym thing. Yep, then yeah. there was Chuck Norris's Chuck Total Norris. Gym thing. Just because it's Chuck Norris. Yeah. Have you ever slid around on one? Those are kind of fun. They are kind of fun. They yeah. don't do much for yeah, you. No, you can you could do get a little workout on that thing. Mm, Not so a lower body workout. Kind of you body get a, weight. You get a little upper body workout. Absolutely. My, I've, I've done a little upper body workout on them before did you really yeah no you can uh, get you can do some very cool shoulder chest tricep even back row stuff on it you're fucked for legs the yeah, leg yeah, stuff is it. the leg yeah. stuff that they try and this stuff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Pilates, See, it's like and Pilates that's always the legs. issue right? right there's always going to be like muscle groups that are like dog shit for some of these products it's just funny because i learned very quickly that free weights was the way to go so i'd see this kind of stuff and i'd be like just buy yeah, me a barbell <laughs> And a bench, and no, I don't need anything I mean, else, and I'll do everything I need to do. That's all I had. That's all I had for a long time. My my dad's backyard, we had a bench, yeah, a barbell. That was it. And then, of course, I well, you could do. argue that this is a result of the 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 Nautilus wave, right? I mean, the once when Nautilus came in, and then machines became this. Well, they were originally designed for rehabilitation. I mean, that was the main purpose that you saw these these machines were like for rehab. Well, and then and then they turned into like. Nautilus, so that the and inventor of Nautilus was, of was uh, Arthur Jones, and he was actually quite brilliant. If you look at Nautilus equipment, old Nautilus equipment, the engineering that he put into those was brilliant. Because before that, you know who the gym, you know, machine makers were, the gym owners. It's like Joe Gold. Yeah, he made a lot of machines that were in Gold's gym. You know, Jack Lalanne made made machines for his gyms. Vince Garanda made machines for his gym. Arthur Jones is the really one of the first ones to kind of commercialize it, and they were actually quite brilliant. And they didn't use cable. Remember, like now when we when we work out with selectorized equipment, it's plate. You know, it's a selectorized, and then yeah. it's got the the cable. Right mm. back then, it was a chain. You remember the old yeah. old uh, Nautilus equipment? Yeah, it's like a bike like a chain. Bike chain. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. of course, they changed that for obvious reasons. You get something caught in that thing. And- <laughs> There goes your finger. See you later. But yeah. some of that old Nautilus equipment that that you probably won't find in gyms anymore, some of the best feeling equipment that I've ever had in, in terms of machines, because he did such a damn good job. The next revolution of equipment came with um, plate-loaded equipment, which was hammer strength. And hammer strength- Were they was, the first ones to do it? They were the first ones to, I don't know if they were the first ones to do it, but they were the first ones to really- The popular version. Yeah, because before that, you had free weights, and then you had selectorized machines, and they weren't I remember how loaded. excited I used to be when I was like, you know, training in the off season and everything. I'd see a gym that had hammer strength equipment, and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. Oh, I remember we got excited about that stuff too. You yeah. know who got, you know who popularized hammer Dexter strength? Dexter Jackson, No, it? no, What no. bodybuilder? It was a bodybuilder. Dorian Yates. Oh, Dorian Yates. Dorian mm-hmm. Yates. I thought it was popu- Dexter Jackson. Now, now Dorian Yates popular popularized the shit out of hammer strength and that's what gave it its credibility and then you found it in gyms and the reason why gyms liked hammer strength so much was that it was plate loaded so you could use the same plates that use your free weights yeah and you could throw it on this and you could you know plus with plate loaded equipment it and their selling point was it mimic free weights which nothing really you know is, is like free weights but the strength curve you know was was different so like when you do a press like the shoulder press the hardest part of the shoulder press was at the top where you're the strongest and the it was lighter at the bottom where you were weaker. Sure. But, but a lot of people realize Nautilus did that first. Nautilus used different shaped cams to produce similar things. And some of the Nautilus equipment had 
uh, capabilities where you could change yeah, one, two, or three. Yes. Yeah, you had the tension at the end of the rep, or you had the tension in the middle of the rep, or you had the most tension at the beginning of the rep. Yep, absolutely. Those were, you know, what they really didn't. Uh, I feel like they didn't really explode that much. You didn't see them in normal gyms. You could those types. Yeah, too complicated. Yeah, people had no idea what that was. Right, right. You know, mm-hmm. it had to be very simple and basic. But till this day, the old Nautilus for me, some of the old Nautilus machines. Or like the old Nautilus chest press, incline chest press, so basic. I have yet to do a, a machine chest press that feels as good as that one. Yeah, you know? I I, th- I think machines, all in all, have been amazing. I think what just happened was it became it, it was so amazing that everyone started to gravitate towards that, and we lost the love for the barbell. Mm-hmm. And then you know barbell squats and deadlifts just fell out of favor. Like mm-hmm. you, we went from the '80s of you know nothing but barbell squats, deadlifts, overhead press, and the Arnold era of lifting and training barefoot and crazy mm-hmm. and dirty, right? Like, and then it turned into this like machine war. Who could come up with the coolest, most creative machine to target the most, the smallest muscle? Well, yeah, on your now body. you got like pneumatic. Uh, machines that use like air pressure. Yeah, why didn't those really, you know, Kaiser. Those came out a long time ago. Kaiser. Yeah, yeah, I remember doing them. But they're not popular until just recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I was, I I tried my first one of those in in San Luis Obispo uh, when I was just out of high school. Uh, and I remember seeing them. They were like, just really, they were cool. You know, they were, but I, I never saw them really take off. Now I know that all the Kaiser ones are like that now. Yeah. So I know it's made its way into the medical community. Well, medical and high-performance, like, sports-specific type gyms really utilize Oh, really? It. Yeah, because yeah. of the... Uh, mainly for the eccentric portion of it, right? So they can kind of, like, uh, control that a little more effectively so it doesn't, like, you know, they can get real explosive, but then it can sort of uh, ease its way back. They're super expensive is the big problem. Oh, and the, then there's the ARX machine, which is, like, ridiculously expensive. Oh, that's the one that uh, Greenfield uh, is tied to, right? Yeah, I don't, it, it, I don't know if it's them, but I don't like the, that whole promoting, no, like, one max out rep and no, then you're all done. It, it's it's our other buddy. It's it's the uh, it's the bulletproof guy. No, Dave Asprey. Yeah, he's yeah. the one that's like really behind. That. Really, I thought Ben. Remember when we went to? We, uh, he's. I think he's Greenfield knows tried it, it but I yeah, don't, I don't think he's. No, like, remember Asprey was it. like, all I need, to, I only do ten minutes of max out intensity workouts twice a week, and I get all the benefits of resistance training. Just right. And I, I remember when we interviewed him, I was, I was thinking in my head like, do you have any idea who you're talking to? We're we're trainers for twenty years. Don't talk to us about that's one of them. I thought it was so smart because I had a mechanized idea of like being able to control that resistance and and went all the way through the process of it and then found all the patents and then finally stumbled across their patent. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh shit, it's literally been done. Now, there was one machine and I I don't know, remember the name of it. It'll, it should come to me throughout this episode, but it was brilliant. And this is back in 19. I want to say 96 or 95 when I first started working out in gyms as a kid. And what it was was you it was electronic, so it was electronic resistance, probably used magnets, and you would set the weight that you wanted to do for the positive portion of the rep, and then it would automatically calculate a heavier negative portion of the rep mm. based on the fact that you're, I forgot what percentage stronger you four were. Four to one. And they use the magnet for it's that. It's four to one. Yeah, and so what you would do, they had a chest press, they had a leg extension, they had a leg curl, and they had a row. 
And I used to love these machines, and I would do them at the end of my workout. Mm. And what you do is you, let's say you did the chest press, you'd push out at 150 pounds. Yeah. And then when you'd reverse, it was like 200 pounds. You're like stabilizing it on the way back like crazy. Oh, it was yeah. so, and now it took a while to get used to, but it was so freaking. It See, was, that was my idea, but like a, it was more mechanized on the way back so you could control it from an app. Let's say, you know, like you had that sort of all figured out. And then, uh, you know, in the back, you'd have like a, a machine that would basically apply that type of resistance that you'd have to really mm. control and stabilize on its way back. Now, I've seen free weight adaptations that do that as well, where you get under the bar to do a squat, you lower down, and then it automatically drops 100 pounds, and then you squat back up. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't allow you to do more than, than one rep. I've seen stuff like that before. Have you guys ever seen that? No, I have. That's cool. I want to try yeah, it. it I cool. almost want to experiment with something like that. I just don't know how I would do that myself. But I've mm-hmm. seen... Like these these things that you could put at the end of barbells that allow you to do that, and it's uh, there's a lot of value in if you have the right spotter, if you have good mechanics. Lo- yes, oh, yeah. in in loading the barbell up with a weight you know you can't get up, but you people don't realize it's a four to one, right? That's tip. That, obviously, that's a generic number for most people, but you should be able to be able to handle four times the load. And on is the, it four to one? Yeah, it's four to one, dude. It's crazy. You sure? Yeah. That you, sounds crazy. It does sound crazy, but you should be able to resist. Now, I wouldn't go straight to that. No, because, no, no. There's no need. You don't even have to, you don't even have to do a full two time. Or, yeah. Because yeah, people, because you also, the, as well as we train ourselves to do a good positive rep, people are terrible at a negative. Yeah. So imagine if I loaded your well, back with a thousand pounds and you had to lower it, even if you <sighs> might have the strength, you don't have the control, right? Right. You'd be like, oh. Yeah, no, you would. I mean, let's say if you're somebody who, who max squat is like 400 just you putting 450 or 500 on there and doing a slow and doing as slow as you can descent and then and you know i would set the uh whatchamacallit up safety the safety bar up Mm -hmm. to where you know i could go drop all the way down then the safety bar would end up you know wrestling that would be your goal is to you know descend as slow as you possibly can and then just like i remember when i was a kid i thought i would take all these high intensity techniques because it's you know it kept getting hammered into me that intensity was everything. Yeah. That I would take all these techniques and combine them. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like I would do a set, I would do a strip set with partials and then force negatives, <laughs> and then I'd squeeze at the bottom. Like <laughs> stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was no there was no purpose or rhyme or reason to do all. But I would combine all the you high. Do like a static stretch in between your reps and everything. Dude, like I used to do weights. I used to do partial reps at the end of every set. Like yeah. I thought, oh, I could do, I could squeeze out more. I could squeeze out more. I could squeeze out more. Yeah. And then uh, wouldn't build muscle. <laughs> and I'd wonder what the hell was Weird. going on. I just would hammer the yeah. shit out of myself. Do you guys ever get caught? I, this this is a great story. I was uh, at the gym and I was doing a bench press with two of my buddies. And rather than put a 45 on there or whatever, I, I was probably, I want to say I was 15 or 16. And so by this point, my max bench was something like 145 pounds, maybe 150 pounds. But instead of putting the big plates on, we decided we were going to do like crazy strip set. Oh, all the tens. So we put, yeah. no, we used fives. Like we loaded it up with fives because I wanted to make it as intense Which as possible. Which is an awful like, idea with chest because dropping five pounds yeah, after your oh, fatigue so is you nothing. had to get all those from like the entire gym. Oh, just dude. Like collect We all loaded fives. this bar up with a bunch of fives. Oh, man. And then I did as many as I could. And then I had one guy on each side and they'd take a five off. And I'd do uh, a couple more and then uh, another five. Uh, and I got all the way down. Here I am. I'm 15 years old. Man. And the most important thing in the world to a 15-year-old boy 
is to look cool in front of girls. Like there's nothing more important. Oh yeah. And there's nothing worse than looking bad in front of a girl. Like that's the worst thing in the planet. So here I am. I, I don't know how many times we've stripped down the bar, but now I'm left with the bar and I'm shaking and quivering. And of course, I'm gonna do that today with, with just five pounds on each side. After this, pod, after this podcast, <laughs> we're gonna do that today. I do. And, I, do we have enough tens? We might have not yeah, have enough and, tens. And, and of we, course, we at enough. this moment where I'm shaking and. Qu- and quivering and yelling, and my friends are screaming at me, come on, you can do it, come on, Sally. The hottest girl in the world. Another, in the yeah, world? Yeah, like, <laughs> in my world, right? Walks, she walks at this girl I used to check out, this 15-year-old girl I used to work out, so she's my age. She's walking in, and she's watching me struggle with the bar yeah. and sweat and scream. And so uh, to make matters worse, you know, because you know, now I know as a, as a grown man, confidence is you know, an energy, right? Because what I should have done is just, Nothing. Of course, what do I do? As I walk over to her, I'm like, oh, I just did upset with all those weights that are all... I like, explain myself. Look like a new yeah. big idiot. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't know. I was struggling because it's, I was... That's the 97, 98, yeah, yeah. 99, 1,000. Yeah. You, oh, wow. you guys ever do something like that in the gym? Because it was a girl watching No, it? not too bad. I I, I never... Uh, well, you were in your 20s when you were lifting. Yeah, and I was in my 20s, and in addition to that, I was never... I never maxed out. I never lifted really heavy. I was one of those guys that didn't do that. I, I mean, uh, I rarely ever trained underneath six reps, man. I, I just, think Justin lifted like oh, I I've, did. Yeah, I've, <laughs> yeah, I've been, I was been. He an can idiot. relate to you more. I, I was doing an incline press, and I remember like I had, I think I had like two seventy five on there just because I was trying to be like cool. And there was a girl squatting next to me, and so I was just like trying to like keep loading, and I had like a ten on each side. I'm just like, Aah. and I didn't have a spotter. And I didn't. I forgot to put the clip on one side, and so I, I was coming up, and and then the ten fell off, and then I was like, whoa! Oh. And then so you know, just your reaction, you kind of jerk in that direction, and then boom, the twenty five comes off, and then oh no! Then all of it, then goosh, boom! And then I, I slammed all the weights. I almost got a weight on her, like because oh. she was right. <laughs> I was mortified. So I have pulled the asshole move of, and I to this day I still pull this asshole move when. I know what I'm, how I'm supposed to train that day. Like today is going to be a light day or whatever like that. And somebody next to me, you know, and, and it's typically not a girl. It's typically a guy who's relatively my size is uh, working yeah. out like a squat next to me. I'm squatting. He's squatting. She's a little gym nemesis. Right. We're relatively the same side. I told myself today I was working on mechanics and controlled and going to go light. And he's stacking the weights on, you know, and I'm just 225, 315. So then my ass, all of a sudden my workout plan changes. You know? yeah, so yeah, totally. I do do this asshole move uh, occasionally when that, when that happens, when it just so happens to be that, Somebody who's relatively close to my size lines up right next to me. It's These just, days, it's more guy. I'm with you on that. Yeah, like back, just, back in the day, it was about girls. Though. I was like, yeah, trying to. Show I off. totally was not about it. The reason why, because like my girl, she, to this day, my girl's been lifting forever. She still got to go. Like, how much weight is that? <laughs> she don't fucking know. You know what I'm saying? They don't fucking. Girls aren't going like, wow, that's like 275. I can't believe that. They don't fucking care. My girl, my girl does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, she notices. She notices exactly. She's like, what's I going can on. lift more. Although she'll say something like, not realize it sounds condescending, she'll be like, but that's a, that's a lot of weight. I'll be like, oh, come on. Yeah. You say it like that, <laughs> man. You make me feel like you know that. It's mean? like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's still a lot of weight. I'm like like oh. whenever their voice goes up, like, oh, yeah, I like it. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> she, she gets mad when I look in the mirror and I say, not bad for an old guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not old. Yeah, yeah, I'm old. Not bad for an old guy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah.
This Quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. All right, our first question is from Island Inversion. What's your go-to workout plan if you're away from a gym on business or vacation? Mm. You know, my go-to to start with for me is if I'm in a hotel that has a gym. Well, first off, hotel gyms are pretty terrible typically. They are dog shit. Yeah, there's, there's usually no real free weights. There might be some dumbbells uh, if you're lucky that go up to like 45 pounds. You could do everything that's in our Anywhere program in those though. Well, you can do that in your Pretty hotel much. room. Yeah, yeah. You can do that in your hotel room. But what I do is if they have a gym, this is what I've done in the past, I should say, is I'll go into that gym and I'll do one uh, intense set per body part and I'll typically do it with a very short rest in between, so 15, 20 seconds. Yeah. And I'll do three or four rounds of that. And then I'm done. And I do it every day. Now, here's the thing. I do a lot of frequency. So every single morning, I'll go in there, and I'll spend about 30 minutes doing that workout. And it helps maintain my progress. I do something similar. I think this is the only time I really actually apply like a circuit training kind of method, depending on, well, I'm, I'm limited here. I have this amount of weights and machines. So can I superset? Can I kind of move my way around, just cut the rest, make it feel like I actually did something productive? Uh, but in, in terms of being effective, there's there's a lot more moves I'll do that are pretty much just body weight driven. And I'll, if if the weights aren't there mm-hmm. to where it's like it's like uh, sometimes I just don't bother and I'll just work on my mobility and I'll work on uh, body weight movements. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I don't have a a structure to what this looks like. I mean the 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 answer that I think that would be smart for me to say business wise would be to say maps anywhere because that's why we designed it. We literally designed it with those intentions that if you're a businessman or woman, you travel a lot, you know what would a good structured program look like that you could do literally anywhere, um, and that was the reason why we created. So we have something for someone who doesn't know how I put something like together. But in all honesty, for me, it just it really depends on the mood I am. The the one thing though that's important and probably kind of like what Justin uh, alluded to, which is the circuit kind of training. Well, it's more like, I just want to, I know I need to move. If I'm tra- if we're traveling, that means I'm on a plane. I'm probably in an Uber. I'm sitting a lot. I'm not burning a lot of calories. I'm not taking a lot of steps. And so I like to either get up an extra hour early or stay up an hour later and get this workout in. And really, I'm not only am I trying to touch some weights, I'm not trying to make huge gains. I'm not squatting heavy weight or deadlifting major weight in a hotel. You know, what I'm doing is I'm 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 burning some extra calories that I probably wouldn't would have normally burned had I been home. Yeah. And one of the easiest ways to do that is in, you know, a circuit-based type of format or I will normally get on their treadmill or elliptical or whatever they have inside there and I'll do, you know, little bouts where I'll go for like 10 minutes on the treadmill and then I get bored and then I'll go pick up a, a set of dumbbells and I'll do some body weight or dumbbell type squats and do push-ups and and so I'm just kind of moving and and keeping my body moving because I know that I'm I'm pretty sedentary when we travel like that but it really has no rhyme or reason it, with when it comes to like the structure of it because I'm not in a structured program currently right now. Now, that would be totally different 
if you ask me that question in the the heat of a major goal. I just set a goal. I'm going to be, you know, shredding down for a show or something. Well, then I would want something like anywhere, something that is way more structured that uh, I can rely that, hey, this is going to be a really good workout for me. I just want to make sure that I move on those days. Yeah. For something that's more recent for me, because, you know, since I've started dating uh, somebody like Jessica, who's very much into fitness like I am, now it's much more of a priority together, right? So when we go on trips, something that we like to do is we like to first thing of the day, and I don't want to say morning because there's definitely days we wake up much later because maybe we went to bed, uh, you know, real late the night before when we're on vacation, especially. But one of the first things that we do is we have our workout and it's really improved the quality of my vacations because, you know, vacations tend to be, I mean, vacations tend to include a lot of food, a lot of food that you may not normally eat. They include maybe less activity, a lot more lounging. You know, if you're at a sunny destination, aside from the adventures type stuff that you may do, you might just be sitting by the pool and relaxing and having good conversation. It includes alcohol. And I noticed that the workouts make my enjoyable, my, my, my vacation much more enjoyable. I feel healthier. I feel better. And I'm not like, many times I'm not in there to have a crazy hard workout. Like I'm not trying to get more fit on my vacations. It actually makes no. me laugh when yeah. I go to the hotel gyms and, you know, we were in Mexico recently and they have this, this decent actually gym upstairs uh, in one of the buildings and they have the, the windows outlook the ocean and all that stuff. And so we'd go in there at around, you know, eight or 9 a.m., about 30 minutes after we wake up and there are people in there working out and I know for sure these people never work out. Like I just tell by their form and how they're exercising, how they're shaking when they're lifting weights, their technique, you know, on the treadmill or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself like, this is a strange time to start your workout Dude, when you're on, that when you're on vacation. Of, uh, can I just say that's one of my favorite things to do is like go to these resort type like workout gyms and then just sit there and watch people yeah. and, and see what they gravitate towards and like what kind of like sporadic movements like come out of their body. Yeah. Oh, and, it's fantastic. It's funny. I'll talk to people too in there in, in the gyms all the time. I love talking to people in those gyms and, I, and they'll, you know, we'll start a conversation where you're from, whatever. And I'll be like, Oh, it's just the workout that you follow at home. No, I don't normally work out at home, but you know, I have time now that I'm on my vacation. I guess that's okay. Right. It's fine. You have time. You want to work out. But my point with all this is that's not the time to try to get fit. Right. Definitely yeah. not for me. Like when I do it, I'm doing it because uh, I probably didn't eat very good. The yeah, day I'm before. just trying to negate yeah. some of the damage by and, and some of the inflammation. Yeah. I may be stiff. And you want I'm a stretching. good pump right before you lay around the pool. Let's that, be honest. That's a big. That's <laughs> you got to get that in. That's son. a huge point. Yeah. But the the other thing is that I don't I don't typically work out every single day. I, I work out most days, but I don't work out every single day. But when I'm on vacation. Unless, uh, actually, no, not unless, especially now that I've been dating Jessica, every single day we do some kind of a workout and it makes the vacation more enjoyable because exercise applied properly. Again, you know, remember what I said earlier, I'm not there to get more fit, uh, but exercise, you know, applied appropriately makes everything else more enjoyable. I'm less inflamed, I'm less stiff, I feel maybe less hungover. Sometimes my workout might be stretching and yoga on the beach because I'm a little bit hungover. Maybe I'll use the sauna and do like a cold rinse, but it's kind of part of my hack to enjoy more of my vacation. And I really enjoy it. And then of course, the fact that I'm a fitness fanatic, I like working out in different places and hotel gyms, although they're typically crappy, 
I still like going into them because uh, the change of environment. Yeah. yeah, and there's always some machine that I haven't seen in a long time or some weird piece of equipment. Like yeah. the last one I worked out at, they had this machine. It's really strange, and I can't remember Techno Gym. That was the name of the company. Uh huh. Techno Gym. Yep, I know that company. And there were, uh, it was a machine. It was uh, selectorized. It had handles, but the handles had cables attached to both ends. So it went like it had like a wall that was like slates of wood, and then it had like it was almost like a cable machine, but it was in the middle. Is yeah. that one? No, I've seen that okay. one. Okay. This one is literally a, like, for example, a chest press. So you sit in the chest press, you uh, grab the handles, but the handles have cables yeah. Yeah, attached to both ends. So it's it's kind of like using cables, but it's not like a a free motion. So I'm not totally free. Huh. They had that with shoulder machine. They had a row machine like that. They had uh, a step-up machine with that. It was kind of different. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of them, but it was just different. I never get to use them. I like them. So you know, you know, the Super Sport 24 Fitness over here has them. You know which one? The one over off of... Uh, right. They have a bunch oh, of those. I haven't one. been in that. never went in that one. Oh, you haven't? Never. Oh, yeah. They get some... You, know, you want to go see some cool machines. They got a bunch of really? cool Really? Yeah. They this is the one on Willow Glen? No, 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 no! Not Willow Glen, the one. Which Super one? Sport, the big one, the, the one, bi- the big one off 101. Yeah, like near Bay 101. Wow, never. That must have been one that was built after I left. Yeah, that one's huge. Yeah, oh, have, yeah, it was built. Is that the up. biggest one in the area? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, by far. I have yet to do that one, but I, I like to do the daily workouts. And what I used to give my clients to do is I would tell them, let's say I trained a client three days a week, um, you know, personal training, and then they went on vacation for a week and a half or whatever. I would give them bands, and rather than tell them, okay. You know, you're gone for 10 days. I want you to do these three one-hour workouts. It was far easier for them to stick to a 15 to 20-minute daily workout, and that's mm-hmm. what I've always given people. Here's well, your 15-minute workout. I mean, we 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 just and so in anywhere it has that where you can scale up the time and the workout too. So anywhere really was designed for this. Now yep. it, it may sound weird that I'm I'm pushing that yet I say I don't do, it, but I mean I've been working out for fucking ever. I don't need a a structured program to help me while I'm on vacation. Like I, I just approach it with a, a way more of a loose attitude where, you know, if you're concerned about that and you're not sure of what you should do when you travel or, I mean, that's why we designed that fucking thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's a, it's an incredible, useful tool. Well, I'm with you and I always say that, but like, then I'll talk to Courtney for instance, and I'm like, I'll be in the gym. I know exactly what I'm doing because right. I've been doing it for like my whole career. Her, she's just like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just lost. And right. So it's like. The mentality is totally different, so that's so you try to think about those things and like how we programmed for somebody like that. That's just like, well, I don't want to not do anything while I'm here, and so you know we tried to make it so you could challenge yourself mm-hmm. when you feel like I want to just do a kick-ass workout today, or I want to do something that's a little more uh, corrective, therapeutic, or you know along those lines. Yeah, here I'll give you a basic, this super basic free information right here. Super basic routine you can do in your hotel gym or if you don't have a gym with bands. Here's here's workout one, very easy. Back step lunges, chest press, rows, overhead shoulder press, curls, and either some bench dips or some tricep extensions with the dumbbell and then whatever ab exercise you want. There's your very basic, easy Total body, circuit. get it done. Here's the other one you could do with bands if you don't have those machines. You could still do your back step lunge. You could do your band row. You could do push-ups. You could do an overhead press with bands or a side lateral with bands, curls, and again, overhead tricep extension with the bands and then whatever ab exercise you want. Super basic, super easy, and it maybe take you 20 minutes. Next question is from Mark in the Mountains. I know you guys don't like the term warming up, but is there something to it? 
When I go on winter hikes, my hands and arms move slowly until I warm up again. Sure, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's your central nervous system. Circulation, yeah. buddy. Yeah, it's uh you're so your when you're cold, your central nervous system naturally tells your body to tighten up a little bit. And when you're really warm and hot, your central nervous system tends to relax. And so this is why if you're in a sauna, and you're stretching, you're probably going to get greater range of motion than if you're in a, a meat locker and you're trying to stretch. So there is- <laughs> Could you imagine that? Yeah. That'd be yeah. awful. Yeah, do meat locker yoga. Oh yeah, my God. We should start that. Uh, just right. snap. You know, it, reminds, it reminds me of, you know what I think about right away, right? Rocky. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, when he's hitting the big, the big the beast. Boss, the boss, the boss. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Uh, yeah, no, there's something to warming up in the sense that warming up your body relaxes the CNS a little bit and gives you- Maybe a greater range of motion. Now, does this mean that you are at a reduced risk of injury? Not necessarily. You could go too much and have this really loose range. I mean, how do you feel when you're super hot, right? It's like a super hot summer day and you've got low energy. Uh, you might have less stability. Mm. You might go into a workout being like, oh, I'm super warmed up now. And then you go do a, a bottom-out squat. You don't have the control to do so and you hurt yourself. So it doesn't necessarily mean... You're better off, although many times it does, probably better off than just being super cold and then trying to force yourself to get into a range of motion. That being said, <clears throat> comparing warming up to targeted priming is like comparing a bottle rocket to the space shuttle that went to the moon. I mean, there's there's literally no comparison. Yes, a general warm-up will get your body to feel looser and may increase your range of motion, but it does nothing to connect you to better ranges of motion. It does nothing to improve your stability in new ranges of motion. It does nothing to change your movement patterns, or at least give you the feeling so that you now have a little bit of feedback so you can fix your movement patterns like like priming does. Priming is on a whole nother level, well, which one, is why we don't use that term warming up. Right. And one of them, and that, I think that's just the way to say it, right? One of them carries over to the other one and the other one doesn't, right? Like if you prime, you get all the same benefits that you get doing a generic warm-up. If you if you if you actually prime for your body, you're going to get the blood flow, the circulation, the warming the joints up. All you're going to get all those benefits that you get from quote unquote generic warming up. The problem if you do generic warming up though, you may not get not you not may not you won't get the same benefits that you were to if you were to do specific mobility type drills. So mm. to me, I feel like when you do mobility, if you if you like the way you feel when you warm up, it's just so this reminds me what Mark's talking about. It's like when I go snowboarding, like. You know, I could, before I go snowboarding, I could do like, you know, some jumping jacks or lunges or, you know, swing my body around and get the blood flowing and get some benefits of warming my body up before I go. And that would make me feel better than going completely into it cold. But what would be better? It would be for me to get down to my deep squat, do some thoracic mobility, do some lizard with rotations, do some combat stretching, do some things that are specific to my imbalances, I get the benefits of the warming, the joints up, warming, getting the blood flow going, and then also to work on my my specific needs. So to me, it's kind of like that's that's where we're like, an, it's not that we're anti-warming up. It's just like if you're going to put the work in, uh -huh. if you're going to do movement, do movement with purpose. I used to say this with stretching. Like uh, I used to hammer stretching back in the days, just like, you know, don't just stretch, you know, stretch with purpose. You know, it doesn't make sense to stretch muscles that don't need to be really stretched because then all you really do get the benefits of the blood flow that we're talking about, you know, stretch with purpose. If you're going to put the time and effort into stretching, 
do it to the muscles that need it. Same thing goes for mm. warming up. If you're going to warm the body up, you should be addressing the... the, Prime. the and there's yeah. o- the optimal length tension relationship. You know, If you're doing something specific that you want performance out of, uh, priming is is the best way to go about it is we're opening up those very specific movement patterns or those very specific ways of stabilizing the joints so it performs that movement uh, and, and it sort of prepares prepares the body for that pathway to sort of open up versus just the entire body just getting loose and now I have to figure out how to then get tense on command in the right direction. It's it's It, it just doesn't transfer and carry over the same way that it does when you're more specific. Yeah, so just so you, you know, if you're listening and you've never heard us really compare the two and you're kind of confused, I'll give you a very basic, easy example. Uh, let's say you were going to go do a workout and uh, a your first exercise is bench press. And I'm going to use a very generic priming uh, activity that someone can do. But let's say you're going to go bench press. Now, a normal classic warm-up might be to stretch the chest a little bit and to do some maybe light sets of chest press just to start to feel the muscles warm up and, and get that better range of motion and not feel so tight. So that would be your general warm-up. Now, priming, proper priming would be first to identify any potential movement pattern issues that you might have. So let's say you're an individual about to go bench press and you have the very, very common posture deviation known as upper cross syndrome. Let's just say you have your, where your shoulders like to roll forward. They're the round, it's kind of like hunched shoulders or, or rolled forward shoulders, which you can picture in your mind right now. It's very, very common. So let's say that's your, that's your problem. Well, the way you may prime your body maybe to do some exercises that activates the muscles that pulls the shoulders down and back. Now, why is that important? Because that down and back position is where you want to be when you're bench pressing. That's where you want your shoulders to be, to be stable so that you can bench press a lot of weight in a safe way and to also hit the target muscles in the most effective way, which the target muscles with the bench press are the chest. So if you prime your body the right way, it's it's targeted. And really, it's priming is just targeted warming up, if you will. Priming is doing what warming up has always promised uh, to do, but has failed to deliver. I mean, gosh, I remember, do you guys remember how we were told to tell people to get warmed up for, for the workout? Oh, yeah. 10 to, minutes to run on a treadmill. lap and then, yeah. yeah. Or get on the treadmill for do 10, 15 minutes. Jumping right? jacks. It didn't matter what Stretch we did. Stretch your hammies. Yeah, it didn't matter what we did. We, it like, didn't matter what the workout consisted of yeah. or what the posture deviations were or what the muscle issues were, movement pattern. It was like, oh, hey, Mrs. Smith, cool. Go get warmed up on the treadmill mm-hmm. or on the bike. And then when you're done, come meet me over here and we'll start our workout. That's how we were coached and trained. And, you know, trainers embraced it because it was easy. Yeah. You know, your client got on, on the on cardio for 10 minutes, so I had 10 minutes to bullshit with my trainer <laughs> friends or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, no, that was – it's 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 a little bit better than nothing, but barely. It's not that much better than nothing. And it's actually you – know, you know, the, the static stretching stuff, that's even worse. That actually can cause, uh, you know, more injury. But, yes, there's definitely something to the body actually warming up temperature wise. But I, I want to say this though. It's not the the way it was explained to me is not true. When I was a, first became a trainer, an older trainer explained to me warming up and said, you know when you have a rubber band and, and if you put it in the freezer and you try and pull that rubber band, it's going to snap. But then if you warm it up a little bit, it gets pliable and it stretches. And I'm like, oh, that's that's what he means by warming up. Okay. No, no, that's not how it works. Your muscles don't work that way. You're, trust me, you're not getting cold enough to make your muscles <laughs> you imagine brittle. Imagine if we were all brittle like that, we'd all <laughs> no. shatter. No, yeah. no, you're not getting cold enough. Oh, to no, no, it's literally your central nervous system that is 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 more active 
or less active due to temperature. And by the way, this can happen for a lot of different reasons, not just temperature. You could be stressed out. You know, you could right. get pissed off, and your CNS is going to tighten things up. Um, you know, just like it would if it was cold. So, next question is from Harder Life. What books would you recommend to educate oneself on health, fitness, and lifestyle? Uh, what'd you guys think of my Arnold Schwarzenegger Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding? Ah, that was a so, great flashback, dude. That's yeah. the that's the OG version. Oh, that's the first. Because I've seen, I used to have a, a different version that was a black and white cover, and it was thick, but it was not as thick as that one. Mm-hmm. That thing was a monster. No, yeah. that's the the one that I have. You, is, did you take a did you take a picture of that and share it? Um, you got to share that to the okay. so you got to share that to the audience because you've had that since you were how old? I think I was I want to say fourteen. Yeah, yeah, the audience needs to see the usage of this book because I don't think I've ever seen a book uh, hanging by its 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 dear life. Oh yeah, I've read the fuck out of that book. <laughs> I mean, it's got. I feel like you slept with it too. You've got tape all over it. Uh-huh. Yeah holding the spine together and it just at any moment looks like it's going to just disintegrate. Doesn't it give it character though? It does. No, that's yeah. why it's great. You got to yeah. take a picture of it and share with the I, audience. When I was when I was 14 is when I really started getting into working out and my cousin and I were like fucking serious about it. And that Christmas, we both got a copy of Arnold Schwarzenegger's Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding. And it's mm-hmm. like this thick, it's a very thick book and in it, you know, and Arnold wrote it, obviously, um, with the help of, I think, Bill Dobbins helped him write it. But in that book is, uh, well, th- my favorite parts were the body parts. So it would go through chest, back, shoulders, biceps, triceps, forearms, calves, abs, obliques. And he would list every known uh, exercise for those body parts up until that point. Now, he didn't include every single machine that existed, yeah. but every single free weight exercise it was like in there. everything you could possibly think of. Yes. And then he would get other bodybuilders that had the best muscles in that category yes. to model for him, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, so like the back section was Franco Colombo because Franco Colombo was known for having the most insane back. Like the, 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 the legs area was Tom Platt's because Tom Platt's had crazy, and these are all bodybuilders from the 70s and, and 80s. You know, Bertle Fox for the shoulders because he had big delts and all that stuff. So it was, it's, you know, Chris Dickerson, I think, was calves. So it goes through all the body parts, but it also goes through diet. And some of the diet information is pretty solid. I mean, he's, ad, he's advising a pretty high calorie diet to put on mass and stuff. It's kind of the old school bulking method, but yeah. it's pretty solid. He tells a story of, of what got him into to lifting weights. At the end of it, he talks about contest prep, he talks about posing, he talks about oil, how to oil your body up. He talks about, I mean, it's it's a massive book. I must have read the book a million times. If you're really, really into working out and you would just like to learn a lot of old school exercises, I highly recommend Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding. Even the new one still has a lot of different exercises. It's just fun. It's fun to have on your mantle. You know, where I direct people now is different. I mean, I actually used to direct people to national certifications, and it sounds crazy because you think that you know, I don't want to be a trainer. I just want to learn this information. I, I think the way like an NASM is structured is is in a really good way, even for the average class. I actually had clients that I recommended that to and then read it. And it's it made my job easier when they had a better understanding so they knew what the fuck I was doing and why I was doing it. So there's some certifications that are cool to go through. Now, that can be a really expensive way to learn uh, the information that we talk a lot about. I think a, a book that I recommend the most now is Paul checks how to eat, move, and be healthy. Yeah, good one. I think that it's a fairly 
short read in comparison to like a textbook. I think the the things that he covers in there uh, were so far ahead of his time. Yeah. And I think more and more people are getting on board with a lot of his philosophies that they called him crazy about years ago. I think it's an incredible uh, holistic approach to training and moving and, and dieting. I think uh, that's an incredible, uh, yeah. uh, well-rounded read for anybody. I recommend that one all the time. The other book is uh, uh, Healthy Gut, Healthy You by Dr. Ruscio to really help yourself with, because you're, you're asking about, this person's asking about health books as well. You know, there's not a lot of great information out there on how to improve one's gut health. Mm-hmm. And he really spells it out. He really breaks it down. There's protocols in there you can follow. He does a great job in that. My uh, Well, Courtney got a lot of benefit out of that just uh, from the section on hormones and thyroid and um, just some approaches uh, that you can take and, and test out, you know, with 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 nutrition and, um, you know, seeing how to improve your, your overall gut health and, and performance there. So, yeah, I, I love that one. I also like, and from the way that I sort of came into fitness was more through sports and through movement specifically. So less on the bodybuilding, although I did a lot of bodybuilder workouts and was definitely, you know, in that world on some level. Um, but I, I was reading books like Easy Strength, uh, and, and that was, you know, that was something that I thought was very interesting. I started getting into kettlebell training and, and Dragon Door and all these publications that were promoting things like that. Um, and uh, that that kind of opened my eyes as to more of the unconventional world and different ways that people were using training and, and, and treating strength and simplifying the process mm. of getting strong. Uh, and also movement was a, was a big book for me that was more recent, uh, by Greg Cook, who, uh, really outlined sort of a, a way to identify, uh, movement patterns and see where people were falling short and how to recognize those patterns pretty quickly through testing. And, um, and I did apply probably about half of it. Like I, I found that some of it got a little bit. Um, like it, it wasn't really relatable for what we were doing in the training session. So I would just sort of filter my way through a lot of these concepts. Um, but I really did, uh, enjoy a lot of his thought that he put into, um, trying to screen people in their movement and be able to optimize that whole process. Mm. Did you know you who's ever- got good books too? Sorry to interrupt you. No uh, Mike, dude, our boy, Matthews has got some, his books are pretty solid too, man. The very way, good, the way, the way he writes. Very good, clean, uh, basic, honest, good information for yeah. the average person. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no he writes really well yeah, too. Yeah. Mike's books are great, mm-hmm. dude. I think he's a great resource, I think, for information. Did you guys, have you ever read, did you guys ever read this book, Dinosaur Training? Yeah. No. Dinosaur Training was one I would recommend too. Oh, yeah. I love this. Love that book. So Brooks, uh, and Cooper, Starting Strength is another starting one. Starting Strength. So Dinosaur Training was really good because it, he, that book really got me to understand the value of heavy singles and doubles mm-hmm. and odd lifts, you know, strongman type lifts. Uh, that book really transformed the way I trained and helped me understand, you know, what strength is all about. Um, Max Lugavere's book, Genius Foods, excellent book on how to eat to optimize brain health or to maintain longevity with your brain. Another excellent, excellent book. It's a great book. Yeah, yeah. definitely a book. Uh, Supple Leopard. 
Supple so, Leopard's a good book. Yeah, that's a really good book as well. So th- these are all great. I mean, the good thing is that there's so many resources nowadays. A Wired to Eat by Rob Wolf, too. Oh, okay. that's a great one. Another one. That's yeah. a great one. Super Training. Yeah, these are all great. Book. So many great resources now. You could literally just go online. I, I, I like to think, though, that we curate a lot of that information. I mean, yeah. a lot of the, the motivation behind the podcast oh. was, yeah. you know, we've we've collectively done a lot of this reading for people and, and try and present a very non-biased uh, way of talking about all of these books, you know, because I, I think they're all incredible and they ha- all have things for people to take. Well, and them. you can also see how it's influenced us all individually and how that's sort of collectively we've... Uh, figured out sort of what we all have found to be things that stand out as like, oh, wow, that method really worked with me and my clients. And so that's like definitely something that we should uh, keep in the conversation. Right. Next question is from Mick Baca. If you could have one physical feature from the other Mind Pump hosts, what would it be? Oh, that's easy. (laughs) Justin's calves. Yeah. I was going to call that. (laughs) I want his calves that he works works so hard for. (laughs) I do. You guys don't realize, though, like at one point I was- Do you even know how to use a calf machine? I I did use them back in the day. (laughs) Did you use them a lot? No, but I did see, I did a lot of sprints. I did a lot of like uphill training. I did a lot of jump rope. I did a lot of things that were more plyometric based, uh, Mm. explosive things. So, Mm. but not necessarily like machines for hypertrophy. So no, No. yeah, I can't Mm. say I've been jumping my whole life. I still don't have kids. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. I don't, I, I mean, the development there. Yeah. My dad has amazing calves. So yeah, it was just one of those things. It's always the guy in the gym with the best calves. Always the guy that doesn't work them. Yeah. That's always the case. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I want I want Justin's calves. I want Sal's quads. Oh, there you go. So Ooh. that's if I if I took a body part from each of you, that's the body parts I would take. I would love Doug's skin. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I want Doug's skin also. Oh, I mean it's wow. like the, it's yeah. so I'm that's a right. little freaked out by that. I want yeah. Doug's <laughs> eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I get yeah. Doug's eyes. Yeah. Man, yeah you do good. gaze into them. Yeah. Well, lot. you can't help it. They're like crystal blue. Yeah. yeah there you go. So if you have to take a, a, a body part right from everybody, I'm with you on that. I'm gonna take Doug's skin. I'm gonna take Justin's calves. I'm gonna take your quads. Yeah. So I, I, would, I would take your shoulder to waist ratio. That's, oh that's, yeah. yeah, that's a very yeah, you're an asshole. Uh, like your your whole waist thing where you can't get like any body fat there. Like screw you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know you mean? got the hip to waist fat. If you you talk about bad genetics, but that fucking really played in your favor. Oh, that was for I physique, mean yeah. for men's physique, it's I I think it's arguably the the most important thing yeah. to win is to have that. I was going to say your height, but you know, like I could use another inch. Yeah. Yeah. You see, that's funny you say that because I'd, I would, I'd rather be your height at six foot. Like, I'd rather be six foot than six three. Really? Mm. Yeah. Why? I, I mean, being a lanky guy, it's hard to pack on muscle, man. I'd, mm. I wish it was easier to pack on muscle a little bit more. I think that if I was six foot, I would have been a monster. You know? Mm. I made oh, my, you got pretty monstrous there for a bit. What are you talking about? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> You know, yeah. kind of, yeah. maybe a little bit. You know what I want to do is my buddy took the the twenty three and Me test, mm. and they tell you if you have the gene, they'll say, oh, this means that you build muscle easily or whatever. And he took the test, and it said that he didn't. He had the gene that doesn't. That means he can't build muscle easily. He's yeah. all pissed off or whatever. <laughs> but I want to take that test just to I see what it says. I would love to take yeah. that test. Do you know why I want no, to take that good. test so bad? Because I wonder, I see pictures of myself now when I was 14 and 15, and yeah, I'm a skinny kid, but I am not as skinny as I thought I was when I when I was that age. I thought I was so terrible, but I look at it, I'm like, you know, I wasn't, 
I look like a you're typical... closer to normal than you were skinny. Yeah, and I think it's see, I wasn't. I mean, I was so skinny. My you, my ribs. You saw my ribs. Dude. I want to see a picture. I yeah. bet you just look like a normal no, kid. No, 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 no. I bet you look like a skinny normal kid. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm pretty sure you don't. I think it's. I was, I was on the abnormally skinny, bro. I was. I graduated high school, okay, at six foot tall and a hundred and like thirty five or hundred forty pounds. Yeah, that's a high school kid though. High school kids yeah. are like. Plus, you grew. Plus, well, that, yeah. You also sprouted late though. I think I was one eighty five. So yeah. That was, yeah, that's just and you, and you were you were five five and you were lean. <laughs> And I was five five. Yeah, you were lean. No. You weren't like a round pudgy. Yeah, kid. no, I was no, I was no. So that he's got lean. forty pounds. Yeah, on the but dude. that's hard. You can't yeah, use that because look at. And he's taller. Listen, bro. My, gr- my girlfriend. My girlfriend was five eleven, and she weighed like more than I did. Yeah. yeah. How tall were you? How tall were you as a? When did you get tall? Junior year. Right. So you, of course you were skinny. You fucking yeah, I know. Sprouted, you, you sprouted like crazy. Yeah. I, I know. Four no, years I, later. No, no, yeah. I went. I went from five. My freshman year, I was five three. So I shot all the way up to six foot. Wow, five three. Yeah, Damn, really? Yeah, wow, my, that's my a freshman huge year was yeah, it was a point guard. So I mean, I obviously I went freshman year five three point guard, probably grew a couple inches, but then junior year I sprouted all the way up to uh, six foot, and then I actually kept growing out of high school. So my junior year in college. I grew the. Yeah, so you were late. I feel, I feel like Sal had chest hair first. Uh, I don't know why. I just feel that you way. You know, I'm not a hairy person like that. I, I I probably had pubes before you guys did. I remember having those bad boys in like <laughs> Show sixth me. grade. No, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that? Prove it. Yeah. yeah, but I wasn't that hairy. Both of you guys are hairier than I am. I don't know. About I don't that. think yeah, my hairy. arms like it's, I'm real deceptive with that. Yeah, yeah. You, Courtney was very surprised. You got that forearm. I do. I like, it looked like Wolfman Jack, you know. Yeah, it's with the forearms, out. but no. I don't think I'm that hairy. I'm not very hairy. You're you're not. I, I'm. You're just. I'm neither am I. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not a good represented representation of my. Yeah, my I don't people. Think, yeah. yeah, I don't think any of us really are. No. Doug definitely isn't. Doug's well, he like, shaves everything. Yeah, does he? Doug's, yeah, he waxes everything. He is, he he's a waxer. A special place. Yeah. Not true. No, he's saying. a waxer and bleacher. He's, he's <laughs> a, no, I just uh, I'm the hairless variety. <laughs> he's a hairless variety. He's a, wow. He's a bleacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Brazilian thing. Ooh, it looks good. Yeah. No, I, I was six foot when I was a uh, uh, freshman. I think freshman or sophomore. So I got up tall real quick and I stopped. Oh, yeah, wow. so if oh, we went yeah. to the same school, yeah, you'd be like a big tall friend of mine. Yeah, and yeah. then it would have been like, oh shit, what's, slow down, bro. Yeah, you're yeah. passing me up. I bet you're. I, I, like I said, you, you were you were skinny because you you sprouted so fast. But I would like to take this test because I bet you, especially you and I, Adam, because we were so insecure about being skinny. Yeah, I bet you were going to take the test and be like, you've got good muscle be- building genes. And we'd be like, uh, I yeah, don't. Believe all your that. excuses are out the window. I, I mean, I would love to take it and be proved wrong. I don't, but I don't think by any means did I. Yeah. Did, did anybody in here take that test? None of you guys did. No. Have you uh-uh. done it? Doug, the 23 and me? I haven't, but I bought it. Yeah. You have it at home? Yeah, I have oh, it. At home. You'd need to do it. How do you take it? I don't know. I haven't even opened it yet. Really? When My did you buy parents it? I bought took it Black it Friday. Why haven't, we, why haven't we reached out to them to be sponsored by them? That's a good company that I wouldn't mind working with. Mm. Have we not sent Taylor on that? Yeah. Taylor. Is it, is it real accurate? Listen? or not listen to the show. <laughs> Taylor. God damn it. Yeah. We'll start talking more shit about him on the start show. Start listening to the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start having people razz him all the time. Yeah. yeah. So check this out. If you go to mindpumpfree.com, you can get. Any one of our free guides for free. That's right. They're all free. There's like 12 guides on there. One of them helps you get a better squat. There's another one there that helps you tighten up your midsection. We have a fat loss one. We have one that teaches trainers how to become more successful in business and more. There's a lot on there. Again, it's mindpumpfree.com. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, 
and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. Mind Pump.